It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, May 24th, and there is no NBA basketball on tonight, but we are still doing a post-Phantom game live reaction Jesus. episode. We have schedules <laughs> to adhere to. You feel yeah, me? That's right. It is what <laughs> it is. We agreed to, to do some work to get these direct deposits, and God damn it, you all, y'all go get this work. We did our part. The Lakers didn't do theirs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's Come right. on, G. That's right. 8, 8 p.m., the podcast whistle went off, and we hopped <laughs> off our dinosaurs and trotted into work. So <laughs> Slid down the bron- a brontosaurus' <laughs> neck and shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler, LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. I'm Guardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking uh, Mike. Don't you try to skip past the motherfucking Mike. Don't you fucking try to do it, bro. You don't want us to say motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Give us the opportunity, bro. Come on, man. You're right. You're right. You're right. You need that. I was being selfish. I was Thank you, man. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I lost it's okay. in the moment, man. Right, you feel me? Uh, um, well, uh, unfortunately, Jackson couldn't join us tonight. He's only here when the Celtics lose. So uh, we can, we won't be hearing from Jackson tonight. Um, but, yeah, keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> keep saying Bro, it. he's brick right now, dog. He is so excited after that one win. I, I, all he right. should be. Expl- he should now, be. Now, hold on, John, because you're a little bit. You're a little bit in on the I'm, same I'm side crazy, as him bro. A I'm, a, I'm a crazy nigga, though. So, I mean, it, it, they probably used to me <laughs> being, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> you 
So what Tyler and I have seen is a Boston Celtics team fall down 3-0, including two losses at home to the Miami Heat. And then uh, the Heat kind of capitulate in yet another close game uh, to allow the Celtics to move on to, to game five. What you guys are seeing is a clearly more talented Boston Celtics team that's awakening from its slumber. Am I am I right about that? We're going exactly. seven. Is that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jason Tatum. Remember, he's Jason Tatum again. He got going, got his first points in the fourth in the entire series, looked great in the winning moments, which is what was happening, which we was shitting on him about because he looked, he was stinking in the moments that mattered, had a 30-point game, 34-point game in this series with no fourth quarter points at one point. He switched it up, baby. You know, he played a full four quarters. It looked good. So, hey, man, and this is a better team. This is not the Lakers versus the Nuggets. The Lakers just weren't as good as the Nuggets. This is a better team, realizing they're a better team. And, hey, you never know what can happen, man. And I'm never rooting against St. Louis. So, you know what time it is, my nigga. It's time to believe the lie, nigga. I respect. <laughs> believe in the lie, you feel me? That's our thing. You can't do I'm that sorry, with man. them. I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. You know what I mean? You see Jackson that hairline convinced, and that beard. Come on, man. <laughs> Jackson, convince a very unconvinced Tyler and myself that uh, there should be any optimism for the Celtics in this series. Oh, you guys aren't going to be convinced, and I don't want you to be convinced. <laughs> I want I want to inject this haterade directly into my fucking veins. I went full 2004 Red Sox a couple days ago. I was, I was like, don't let us win one, because then it goes back to Boston. 3-2, pressure's on the heat. Never know what could happen in a game seven. I was doing all the tropes, and I'm going to keep doing them. I'm going to keep doing them for, what time is it, 8.30? I'm going to keep doing them for about 23 hours, because about 23 hours from now, Jimmy Butler's probably going to be eating Jason Tatum lunch. But until that moment, until I see double zeros and a four in the win column for the Miami Heat, you can bet your bottom dollar Celtics in seven, baby. What is this fucking WWE voice? Motherfucking Paul Heyman, Jackson Heyman out this motherfucker. Right. He's too ready. Look, man. Look, man. Bro, bro. I, I, I even think the Celtics might win fucking game five. I think this might even go six. But no, they're, they're just not beating the Heat, bro. Y'all are going to have to depend on, on motherfucking Matt Zula winning that chess match for four fucking games straight. Y'all are going to have to depend on Jimmy just fucking going missing. It's not happening, bro. I mean, it's probably not happening, but it could happen. And that's more than what I had <laughs> from the Lakers. I knew it couldn't happen. With the Lakers. <laughs> I know this can't happen. I need something to keep me going, guys. I, I, no, okay. I, let me say this. There's still in my mind a better chance the Lakers win that series, which is over, <laughs> than there is that the Celtics would win four in a row <laughs> against the Heat. Let me ask you a question. You're a real Lakers fan, my guy. And we <laughs> That's the most Lakers shit you've ever said, dog. Stamp. Well, but we, so we were just talking about this. The the thing about the playoffs is that with every game, there's a massive overreaction like it's that's the fun of it right it swings back and forth but i don't understand because jackson's not the only celtics fan friend that i have who really is like really talking himself into it and i just like do you not remember what happened the last time you played them in boston like it was not that long ago 
<laughs> the Celtics went 0-2 against this team <laughs> in Boston. I just like... And this I is just... true. I'm not saying you're not right. But also, also, the Celtics look like they, to use your specific phrasing, Mike, we're going to shit down their leg against the Philadelphia 76ers. They did. And they did. They did. And they did. As the Celtics have done in this series. And they came back and won. And just as it was only... 60 hours ago that they were down 3-0 and I was <laughs> crying to myself to sleep. It, it was also only like eight days ago that Jason Tatum put up 50. Don't don't let well, what did he do in the game, game after that? Don't, don't let Jason Tatum get to game six. We've seen him two Game two, six uh, Tatum. Game, game six, six J, baby. Game six J, baby. What about Q, what about what about Q four Tatum? What about fucking game uh, October, November, December Tatum? Beat Giannis and Joel Embiid <laughs> on the road. Don't let him. Don't let him get to for what, the arena formerly known as FTX Arena because. Uh, Something spicy might happen. He was cooking in Q4, me- though, like the fourth quarter. Now, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, man. Not in Boston. I mean, I'm talking about, I mean, I mean, hey, we can only go out. Not in either game in Boston. I mean, game seven. But I mean, game game seven. <laughs> game seven. Not in um, one of two fourth quarters game, in Boston. Game seven, though, he was cooking. <laughs> he just need his back all the way on the wall. That's all, bro. That's what he needs. That's all he needs. He needs winner go home moments. That's all Jason Tatum needs, bro. You know what I mean? Hey, man. I'm so glad John is with me. This here is the only way to be a basketball be fan, dark bro. For me, otherwise. It's only fun when you're lying to yourself. You know what I mean? How do you think teams that stink all the time, those fans, like, you know, get, get ready for, like, the Knicks fans? They lie to themselves all the time. You know what I mean? That's the only way to be a basketball fan. You got to get this, this one game. Bro, if, if Braun won game three or game four, come on, man. I'm going to lie to myself a little bit. It's the only way to be a basketball fan, G. I respect it. I respect it. Jackson, you got to do that. I I completely understand people who think the Celtics can pull it off because the Celtics are the better collection of talent. And in basketball, you know, usually the better collection of talent wins out, except in playoff basketball. In playoff basketball, usually the better executing and better coach team wins out, and the Heat check both those boxes, bro. Like y'all are gonna get you. Like I said, y'all might get another one, but y'all are not winning this fucking series. They know. No, Jackson. Jackson knows. He knows. It's not over yet. It's not over yet, man. I don't know. John, I believe John in St. Louis John, in a way that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> you believe? I believe in I the blood that. that runs through that man's veins, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? I respect your rational hometown pride. But you were watching the town today, trying to beat yourself. <laughs> I was not. I was not. Yeah, I was not watching the town. We're with yeah, you, so. Joey. You posted Boxing. a clip. Of the <laughs> I leave that to Joey. I leave that to Joey. You feel me? Yeah, that's all him. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. You guys are making me feel better about the Lakers season being over because I'm released from irrational fandom. Is what is how I would, is how I would put it. Because John, you're right. If the Lakers had won Game Four, I would be in here like, hey, man. I'd be in here saying what Tyler said: a healthy Braun and AD never lost a series together. Someone's got to be the first. He already came back from down three <laughs> one. <laughs> right, right. I'd be, I'd be praying to the NBA refs. I'd be, <laughs> uh, but we don't have to do that. Unfortunately, uh, for some, fortunately for others, uh, the Nuggets did complete the sweep of the Lakers. Um, you know, I think all 
at least all three of us, I assume Jackson too, but we all kind of had the same reaction that John had. Like it was just apparent after game three that it was like, well, really not much other, like obviously we'll talk about Braun, we'll talk about all the other stuff and, and how good Jokic and Murray were, but like it ultimately came down to, it was just very apparent after game three, who the better team was. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't really have much else to say about it. I wasn't that sad after mm-hmm. game four. It was just like, okay. It was going to be four or five games, whatever. So I don't know. Did, did y'all y'all basically felt the same way? I assume. I mean, I was. You know, you mentioned how if the if the Lakers won one, you'd probably be on some believe the lie shit. I was halfway there when they closed the half with that fifteen point lead. I was like, wait a minute. But then they coughed that motherfucker up. I was like, nah, let's let's just get it over with, dog. Like let's let let's not even lie to ourselves anymore here. Like even if Bron, you know, pulled that game winner off and forced the game five, it was no, ain't no way in hell. But um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I was gonna say, you know, that was, you know, like like I said, the Nuggets have been the best team this postseason, bro. They're a machine, and like I said, I picked the Lakers because I was like, bro, we do not know how high AD and Bron ceiling is when they play a whole series. But like I said, they those motherfuckers hit that ceiling like a motherfucker that series. So shouts to the Nuggets, man. Losing a quarter by twenty points, yeah, man. in a like game where you have to win. I don't want at any at home. I don't want any more of this. I don't want any more, bro. You know what I mean? When they lost, I low-key felt relieved. You know what I mean? To a degree. I'm like, okay. Now now we can, you know what I mean, work on getting a more serious team. We had a good team, a solid team. We didn't have a serious team. Now we can go back to the drawing board and get a serious team. You know what I'm saying? Like, And hearing what Braun was saying, like, he ain't playing with these boys, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, so it's time. But, yeah, man, I, I, I mean, the Nuggets were just a better team. I knew it after game two. You feel me? Like we had the game one. I fe- thought we figured something out. Okay, okay. We just we lost the game. We we came back. We figured something out. Game two when we lost that ten point lead and we didn't we, we couldn't we we just couldn't get over the hump. And, I mean that's what happened. We there were close games. We just couldn't get over the hump because the other team was better in the winning moments. That's just what consistently happened, and that's what happens when you're not as good as the other team. So yeah, man, I was also just more relieved after game four. Um, yeah. Also, man, rest up, bro. I don't want to waste his time with no other games. Rest up. Get that foot taken care of. <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Braun. I know some people were uh, annoyed at him uh, honestly responding to questions in the post game press conference. I'm not <clears throat> not quite sure why people thought that was like a conspiracy theory or something. But the the full quote, if you watch his full press conference, is you know he just I think was really honestly expressing. What is it? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Somebody caught you. <laughs> it's over for you. <laughs> uh, um, they tweeted nuggers at us. <laughs> Go <Jackson>. ahead. <laughs> Jackson's even more miserable than I am. This is great. <laughs> what were we talking about? We're talking about Braun. Yeah, we go. His full his full answer was basically like, "I'm not. I don't care about making a Western Conference Finals appearance. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. Like it's not like I've done that a lot. This is not the level of basketball that I'm still playing basketball at the age of 38 for. And then that was when he segued into talking about like, yeah, like I have to sit down and think about it. Of course, he has to sit down and think about it. He's 38. He's accomplished everything he could ever hope to accomplish in basketball. And he's fucking hurt. And he's been playing hurt for like months. So like I, he'd be a psychopath if he didn't sit down and think about it. And I've seen like the media narrative turn on a, like there's a 0% chance that he retires. 
I don't know. I don't think that there's a 0% chance that he retires. I'd be surprised if he did, but if he finds out it's a full year of rehab after the the foot surgery he's almost certainly going to need to have, that's a real thing to think about. You know, I mean, knowing that you might not be able to come back and be the same player, like to come back and prove what? Like, I, I don't at all think that it's, you know, he's trying to overshadow the uh, the Nuggets victory. Um, that just seems to me like a guy who is ge- being genuinely honest in a press conference, as we hope all those guys will be. Yeah, I I didn't think of, you know, of course, the Brian was like, oh, this is him trying to hijack the whole storyline before the finals. No, that wasn't that. That was a, a dude who's played 20 fucking years in the NBA. He's 38 years old. He's looking at a lengthy rehab. That was, you know, a dude being honest right there. Um, I do think that that the whole you know him pointing to i might not be ready for season start i think that is for sure an indication to how lengthy he knows this rehab is going to be if he does decide to come back and i also think that might be a chess move by him to to like let the lakers know like bro like like Kyrie is right there if y'all don't have me and y'all don't have like Kyrie, and if y'all just roll out ad in this roster we have now and if I got to miss the first 20, 25 games of the season, we're done. We're not making the fucking playoffs, right? Facts. Like, yeah, if, if you roll out like Kyrie and AD and, and you know, you fill out the, the rest of the roster there, I think they can, you know, tread water enough to where Bron can come back and they can for sure be a playoff team. But, um, you know, I and, and the whole thing about Kyrie is is he wants that that max. He wants every penny that's owed to him. And if the, and if the Lakers want him, they're probably going to have to let go of guys like maybe Reeves, maybe Rui. Like, you know, there's that whole... Mm. Ryan I don't Rinkle think so. There. No, 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 no. Why not? R- Reeves is a fr- is a free agent this summer. Uh, I just, I just hope that I don't. I hope we can figure it out other than that, man. Those two are like, I like it's the thing. Like we talked about giving a what, getting a good player and giving away the the pieces, the small pieces that are necessary to win chips. You don't, you don't, you ha- you need t- guys like that to win chips. You need reliable sure. role players. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know, man. No, I, th- I think Tyler's saying he feels like they might have to do that. To get Kyrie? It'll be the timing. If they, if if they, they can yes. sign Kyrie first, then they can match any restricted free agent offers for Reeves and Rui and go pay heavy in the luxury tax. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but keep the, there's a way to do like a sign and trade with D'Lo to someone that wants cap relief or something. Like there, there's, I mean. And we got we to gotta, we gotta move on with, from that. But, but. <laughs> Like the roster would be Braun, Kyrie, Reeves, Rui, and AD, and you get some pieces <laughs> around, you have vet, and, and you have vet minimums and mm-hmm. and rookie deals around. Yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, to me, like that, like that. But you said it. That's the big picture view I was trying to take. Was this team was two and ten? Um, I know people have talked about that a lot, but that's the that's the fact. They were two and ten. They came back. They're in the Western Conference Finals. They made some moves, not quite enough moves to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. But in making those moves, you found Rui, who I think has a really bright future with hopefully with the For Lakers. Sure. And you and you found out over the course of the season that Reeves is a dude that is worth doing what you need to do to keep him around. And then you found out that some of the other guys are not the dudes who are going to be the answer. And like that's that's what it's about. The question is Braun, really. Because none of the configurations of the people we're talking about, including Kyrie and AD, mm-hmm. are enough without Braun. And so that, that's the question, because I think Tyler's right. I think he's sending a message, to the extent that he is sending a message, the message is, I'm not fighting through rehab to come back and be in the plane again. 
making a Western Conference Finals appearance is cute for a team that was 2-10, and 10, but it's not cute for someone who's been in the Conference Finals fucking 14 times or whatever it is. And if so. you look at Bronze, like, the last two times he's been in the playoffs, he's been playing through, like, being hurt, bro. The high ankle sprain, the foot this time. I think with the with the Suns, he had the high ankle sprain. Like, bro, like, this, this is how, like... Like, maybe the, the numbers aren't, I mean, his numbers are still solid, like regular season. I think he averaged about 29, 30, this, around, around 29 this year. You know what I mean? And he looked good in that year against the Suns, too. But, like, it's just being healthy throughout the whole season is difficult as you get older. Also, bro, like, you know, rehab is not just, like, you know, getting it fixed and moving on. You got to get your bounce back and all that shit. At 38, that is hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I saw my patella tenant, I know I'm nowhere near Brian, you feel me? But it's been, what, six years? And my quad is almost as big as it was. It's been six years. And I, you know, I, y'all niggas know I work out like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right, just hard right. to get back from injury when you've been stagnant and you have to let your body rest and then getting back at an older age to the movements, the type of way you're moving. That's how people get hurt again, too, is from that stagnation, while, you know. But anyway, bro, it's just difficult. So I see, I, he, bro, I think, I think he said, like he said, he has to think about it. And I, that's all he said. They, they asked him the question and he said, I have to think about it. You feel me? So, like, yeah, there's a little pressure. Yeah, y'all got to do something because I'm, I'm probably not going to be here at the beginning of the year. And I'm not, I'm not, like, I was talking to Josiah about this yesterday. He was like, that's that, you know, who all going to be there? That's that tweet. That's that text. Mm-hmm. Who all going to be there? Nigga, niggas there, I'm fucking with. I ain't going to be there. I'll see. I'm trying, like, because if I'm not playing for chips, I'm, try- I'm playing, I'm, 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 I'm preserving myself to play with my son. One or two. You feel what I'm saying? So, these are the things that matter to him now. Winning chips and playing with his son. And and just fucking around and playing just to be playing ain't that shit. He ain't he ain't there no more, bro. He is thirty eight. It probably hurts for him to get up. He's spending a million dollars on his body. It hurts for him to figure that out every year. You know, what I mean, as good as he's been, it's still bro. He's still thirty eight. That's thirty years, eight years of body with with a type of minutes that nobody's ever seen before on his body, bro. You know what I mean? So if he's sacrificing like that, bro, niggas need to do what they need to do, and I get it. Yeah, I I tweeted from the heart. I do not have the skills as a writer to put into words how retired I would be if I was LeBron James. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just like, you know, like what is he gaining at this point? Like he wants to win more championships. I respect that. But you've won championships. You're at the top of some all-time leaderboards. You're at the, you're the top scorer in the history of the league. It's great to get to play with your son if that's something he can make happen but it's also great to do whatever you want for the rest of your life to not have to listen to people sending you look at this dumb shit skip bayless said about you today like you know what i mean so um i'd be done bro like he's proven everything he has to prove i think tyler said it's like once they came back from down three one people made their minds up that's either the goat to you or it's not the goat to you no one else is changing their minds on that so i don't think he plays for perception he though to do. i don't think he i don't think yeah i don't know i think i honestly think after i think after that you know what i mean like i don't know i think i i, I don't i couldn't see Brian with what he's done in this league even before 2016 like going to the finals eight times i mean he knows exactly how fucking good he is and everybody else around him i don't, People can be say all this weirdo shit, nigga, but like niggas know like what the fuck Bron has done. People that you know are really respectful people within the game. You feel me? So I couldn't see him playing for the perception of how good he is. You know what I mean? Like he's stamped. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like that goat conversation probably don't mean as much to him as it means to us arguing that shit on Twitter. You feel what I'm saying? I like, mean, but but right. Bron said himself, he knows he's better than 95 percent of the players in the league right now. Right, like even, I, with I, the, even with the fucked up ankle, 
I mean, fuck that foot. Yeah, he, he 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 said that um you know in 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 that post game yeah. twenty four like, game that's better than ninety probably ninety eight ninety nine percent yeah so like, you know so, I mean? so I'm I mean the Lakers are at a a very unique stage at a very unique crossroads as a team where it's like I think that we're at the point now where they're only gonna go as far as AD can take them but they're not going anywhere without Braun and I think the Lakers fully understand that. And is AD also, a guy that's reliable enough to to be able to do that? You know, and, and Brian, I think, like, if he's healthy, but like we said, the last two playoffs, he hasn't been healthy when he's, you know, at the end of the season. It's difficult to be healthy in the season at, at that age, regardless of how much money you put into your body. You know what I'm saying? So will Brian be able to give them the type of Brian that they'll need as well? You know what I mean? To make up for the AD stinkers. You know what I mean? So we'll see, man. We'll see. Let's talk about uh, you know Jokic uh, and and uh, the post game celebration. Love seeing Jokic's brothers uh, hoisting Michael Malone uh, as only giant Serbian people could do. Uh, <laughs> um, is this team winning the NBA championship? What do y'all think, regardless of opponent? Bro, it's like every time I picked against the Heat, it's been okay. They're going against a more talented team. Right, like, like that has been the 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 reason I picked against the Heat every time. They're going to be going against a more talented team in these finals here, but it's like, I don't know. When do we get to the point where you know the best coach in the league and Jimmy Butler, who is you know the the second best player in these playoffs behind Jokic, like when does that you know kind of tip the scales a bit? But goddamn, I'm I, like <laughs> I'm probably picking against the Heat again. But and and it's it's just to to the credit of of the Nuggets. They've just been they've just been a ridiculously efficient, well oiled machine. Like I said, those motherfuckers are a problem, bro. They they just know how to fucking play basketball. They move, they swing that motherfucker, they take good shots. You know, Jokic is fucking ridiculous. Whenever he gets the ball, he's either gonna probably score or, or fucking get a dime out of it. So yeah, I'm 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 probably I'm still going with with, with the Nuggets here. That's what's difficult with beating them because they don't leave the offensive end without getting a bucket much. It was just hard to get stops, you know what I mean? And keeping up with that, I'm interested in how Spo mucks it up because that's what that's what he does. He'll muck it up on the defensive end. But the Lakers end. were a good defensive team. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have I'm shit just, it's, I mean, them. but they don't have Spo. So Spo <laughs> figures out weird ways in order to, you know, and Bam's a great right. defensive player. You know what I mean? And, and, and Jimmy sits down on D2 and, and, and he'll get you some stops for sure. In big moments for sure. I mean, it's just like, it's hard to believe what I'm seeing with the Heat. I just struggle. It doesn't make sense. I don't see how they're beating these teams in the way they're beating them. You know what I'm saying? They beat, I mean, I mean, they made, you know, kind of, it seemed like easy work with the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't seem like a difficult series for them to win. You know, um, uh, it doesn't, it, you know, the, the Knicks, you know, get up, got him up out of there. This series has seemed like a cakewalk, you know, so far. You know, we'll see what happens, but it's just hard to believe what you see. The Nuggets should win, but, you know, like I'm not even going to pick because I'm just not going – I'm not – it makes – you know, like they, they've proven to to be able to do – to go to levels that, that, that you just don't think they can, you know, so consistently, so. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I don't know. We'll see. All right. A couple other uh, basketball storylines to talk about. One of my favorite players ever, Carmelo Anthony, uh, announced his retirement this week. Um, this shit made me sad uh, in the way that getting older is like bittersweet, like not sad, sad, but like happy that we have the memories, but sad that it's over <laughs> kind of shit. Like, kid, like, you know, we talked about this. I see a lot of basketball stuff through my kids' eyes. Like, his generation is not going to have any understanding of. Carmelo Anthony like mm-hmm. you know like we, we've talked about that with James Hart like you know who the dudes that are coming out of this this era are in terms of basketball history mm-hmm. and legacy and there's just something sad to me like you know you say the same stuff about like T-Mac or some other guys where you're like if you were there you knew how fucking good this person was but their story's not gonna be like the Braun the Steph you know the the whatever, and uh, and I don't know. It, it made me sad. It was really fun watching all of the USA basketball highlights, uh, watching all of you know the highlights of uh, his skinny ass when he first got in the league. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But it it definitely made me like a touch emotional about like just that era of guys that we grew up, you know, as young adults watching um, coming out of the league, except for potentially Braun, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was one of those things that that hit me especially in a hard way because 
I look at the league now, and these, and these young men are kids to me, right? Melo is kind of like a peer, right? You know, he's a he, he, uh, class of 2003, been in this motherfucker for like 20 pl- plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look at him as, as you know, a youngin. Like, I look at the rest of the league now, right? Like, he, he's 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 of the age of, like, the homies and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, right. right? So, 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 so it hit me hard in that way. Um, also, video game graphics in his head are the way video game graphics are in our heads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that man. That man has blown into a N- Nintendo cartridge just like we all have. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, you know, Mello, his 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 greatest legacy to me is he was just a fucking offensive mastermind, a fucking savant out there. Could do it all, bro. Three level score could could face you up take you up off the midi could goddamn bomb from deep can you know go back to the basket bully ball like so many players who have you know guarded mellow they have said an understated thing about his game is he is so fucking physical you know when you're getting when you're guarding mellow you are gonna you know get back down you're gonna get some elbows in your ribs like it's you in for a motherfucking night right and i think that gets overlooked in it you know with him because people think that he was just somebody who settled for the jumper and shit and the hell the fuck nah mellow got in those fucking trenches um Another thing about Melo is he is one of those players that tells me everything about how you view basketball. If you're a Melo, if you're a Melo fan, you you're my type of people. You're my type mm-hmm. of basketball fan. If you have, you know, your knocks on them, whatever, I'll hear you out, but you're climbing up a fucking, you know, you're doing an uphill battle here because I've already probably think you're a fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you don't fuck with Melo, <laughs> I probably don't fuck with you. He's one of those types of guys. You feel me? I mean, he was like the the three best scorers, you know, like the one, one three players that were like the best scorers throughout me watching basketball, right? I mean, probably MJ, you know what I mean? Then it went to uh, T Mac, you feel me? Then it went to um, Melo, and then it went. You to... You got Melo over KD? No, I mean, no, I'm, 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 I'm no. Oh, 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 you're, you're going chronologically. chronologically. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. chronologically, chronologically. Okay, you know what gotcha, I'm saying? Gotcha. So like, these are like, you know, what I mean, these are the, you know, what I mean. He was the one that like had the beauty and the like brutality when he played, bro. Right. You feel me? Because like sweet from deep, mid-range, nasty, had nice handle, you know what I mean? But in the paint, he had that nasty, beautiful footwork. But he will put that motherfucking body on your ass to get the fuck out the way, nigga. This is big man working right. over here. You feel me? And so he had you said he had everything. A fucking Savani could do everything in the world. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, like it's it's it it, it it's I don't know for me it's like wow my homie hit me up he 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 kind of he ain't a young nigga but he he my young homie he like 31, 32. you know what I mean hit me up he like damn Melo retiring he was like and he still had the little sad eyes he was like Bronny next Bron next you know what I'm saying it's like it's kind of like damn these guys who were you know I mean for me during that age like. You know, like in my twenties, seeing Melo doing what he's doing, Brian. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe, T Mac, like around that era. Like it means a lot to me. What these, like you know, Steph kind of caught it at the end. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I when I think of like the funnest times in my life, doing what I wanted to do with my motherfucking niggas, it involves those guys. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you know, that's and so Melo, like he, he's he's in that he's in that era for me. So it's kind of it's like, damn, I'm old, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like listen, it kind of it, it hit me in a big way. That motherfucking powder blue Nuggets 15 jersey hit the hit, hit us like in a fucking atomic crazy, bomb, bro. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? And so like everybody caught that motherfucker. You know what I mean? And it's just it's 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 it's, it's sad, bro. It's sad. And also the way he went out was just so beautiful. Like kind of like stepping out and taking it away from himself and talking about his son and how his son is carrying his legacy. And regardless of what you do, I will be proud. I'm like nigga. So now you. 
You know what I'm saying? I, you, I'm a big ass fan of you as a basketball player, and then the way you talking to your son and making it, you know, adding him to, you know, your your legacy, and then speaking, yo, whatever you do, I'm proud of you. That's beautiful, man. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was just such a beautiful way to go out. Um, yeah. And I mean, he, he, I wish he would have got that, you know, that uh, that farewell well tour. You know what I mean? But no, I don't think this day and age people would have respected it the way they should. I'm almost glad there's no there's no footage of somebody doing him like they did Paul Pierce. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like because I would have taken that person. Yes, because this ain't Paul Pierce, baby. You know, Melo right, meant to, a not lot to, me. right, right, to right. us growing up as you know what I'm saying, as as young as and shit like that. So yeah, man. So let me tell you, my, my, the the best probably the best sporting event I've ever been at. Uh, Shar and I are on our honeymoon, as y'all know. We, you know, we did we did a big long road trip around the country on our honeymoon. We were in Seattle at the end of that 2007 2008 season, and we went to it was the next to last home game for the Sonics before they moved to Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and that that was part of why we went. But it was mostly because uh, the Nuggets were in town, and I was like, we are going to go see Carmelo Anthony. Like, this right, is, this is great. The tickets were so cheap, you would not even fucking believe it, considering what a, like, you know, momentous occasion. We got tickets for, like, $30 mm. or something. Like, and they were decent decent seats. The game was, I, I just brought the box score up because I'd never, I always feel like I'm embellishing the game in my head. It was 151 to 147 <laughs> overtime win for the Sonics. Melo dropped 38 on 17 of 31. Kevin Durant in his rookie season had 37 on 11 to 24 and was 13 to 13 from the free throw line. Had a buzzer beater to send it to overtime and a buzzer beater to win it in overtime. <laughs> and we we, we we walked out we walked out of that game and Shar's been a basketball fan ever since. Best bro. fucking thirty dollars <laughs> spent in basketball history. God you damn. Feel me. <laughs> and that's what almost like fuck? you know Katie was the next person to be the best offensive player in the world. You know, he and you right. know, going up against Melo, that hey, that's beautiful, man. God, you damn, saw the future. Man. You saw the past, the present, and the future in that one game, my G. Crazy. Crazy. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was the craziest shit. All right, speaking actually of the past, the present, and the future, let's talk about Paolo Boncaro's <laughs> fucking Slam Magazine outfit. What? I didn't uh, see, I didn't <laughs> for, the, for the cover. <laughs> John, you look it up, Tyler. Uh, your first reaction to uh, to seeing this photo of young Paolo? I saw that big ass. I saw those big ass jeans, and I was like, "Bro, this man is six foot ten inches. Where the fuck did all that denim come from?" Like they they had that motherfucker looking like he was five three out there. Those jeans were so big that motherfucker was was looking was out there in proportion, looked like he was little Uzi Vert or some shit. And this motherfucker is six foot ten, dog. Like it was, a, it's an astounding amount of <laughs> denim. I need a regular human to like lay down next to those jeans while they're laid out, so we can get a proper scale of how much fucking denim was used in those jeans, bro. I have never seen no <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> look at look at John's face. He's six foot ten, John. <laughs> Nigga, why, why, why? I mean, I just don't like. What 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 was the point of having him in Jinkos? What is it? Is it like? I mean, I know the big jeans are back, but I couldn't imagine this motherfucker wearing them big. Beefy ass fucking <laughs> draped ass jeans. It's like a dress on my man. What um what what was the, what was the purpose of this? Hey, when is, when, when is the rookie want to wear some big ass jeans, then goddamn it, <laughs> you got the rookie. Is this a throwback? Is this I, a, guess. I don't fucking like, know. He just he this is what he ch- this is what he like. This is I don't I don't get this. I don't understand it. 
I don't understand it. Bro, we had Gigos when I was a kid in eighth grade, bro. You will not see no pictures of me and them motherfuckers, dog. Nah. They, they I burned on them shits before. Jinkos and Airwalk sneakers and shit. Yeah, yeah. It was a, y'all can keep those motherfuckers. Hey, dog. hey, 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 hood. Hey, it, in Knoxville, that's when Jinkos was popping. I was in Knoxville. I was in eighth grade. And hood niggas would wear boss, and some of them would wear Jinkos too. With, with, with like, you know, George and shit. You know, they had a little, you know, he's wearing big ass jeans with the toe. You always see the toe of the shoe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm embarrassed. So I had some, I had some white ones with a little black stripe on the side. You had some chinkos. <laughs> I wore them motherfuckers for four months. I looked at myself one day. It was like, nigga, get you some polo. <laughs> I did. I did not know black kids wore chinkos. Even as kids, we knew those were white dude jeans, bro. Nah, Knoxville motherfuckers was wearing them shits. And then I went to high school and had a pair. And I was like, nah, this ain't it, bro. Like. <laughs> You need to take this babysitter's club shit the fuck off, motherfucker. <laughs> Get you some real clothes, nigga. <laughs> yeah, bro. Fuck. Yeah, man. I, I, was, I was wearing the motherfuckers with Air Max and shit. Like, ain't no reason I should have had them shits on, bro. Yeah. No man. reason at all. I'm glad you realized yeah, that. Yeah, bad decision. I, I, you know, I, had, I did some foul shit back in the day, man. You know, I, I, you know, I was curious. You know, should, I should have <laughs> had somebody beat my ass a few times more than they did. You feel me? <laughs> the good and bad of being able to fight. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need to get your ass beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> that man, that man did some jankos on top some some motherfucking Jordan 11s so, shit, hey like. nigga I had on I had no I had the pennies you know what I'm saying you know the, you remember them joints with the uh, where the soul kind of went up they had the the white and blue ones and the black ones came out the, you feel the me the shits with, with with the plastic that came up on the side the, the, the soul came up on the side yeah you know what I mean yeah, yeah I had yeah, them shit, all I got like four pairs of them motherfuckers myself yeah my toes shit. sticking out the motherfucking front of them shit. you put some jankles on, on top of them motherfuckers <laughs> just sickness bro Nasty work, bro. I can't believe I did it, bro. I should have lied about this. I shouldn't even have told y'all, but yeah, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you invited us into the trust tree. Into, into, <laughs> into, the, into the love nest in the trust tree. That's why I was like, yo, 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 goat wear Jingo jeans. I knew a lot about those jeans, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, had firsthand information on, you know, wearing Jinkos. You feel me? Sheesh. Bad decision. All right. Uh, last topic before we get out of here. Um, shout out to Jenkins and Jones uh, listener Mikey with three Y's underscore Wylan with two L's, uh, who's brought to us. He's done the investigation. He's done the research. He's found an NBA ref uh, burner account on Twitter, and I I was sort of trying to figure out how to uh, put this on the show. I'm not going to say the name of the Twitter account because I'll let him tweet that shit out. I'll retweet it tomorrow if he wants to do it. But shout out to Mikey. He found Eric Lewis's uh, NBA refs burner account. This is 100% that dude's burner account. (laughs) The accounts that it follows is the women's basketball team account at George Mason that his wife is a head coach of. (laughs) He fucking... All of the tweets from this Twitter account are either in defense of Eric Lewis or his wife. (laughs) 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 He liked a video that someone had posted of him refereeing. (laughs) If it's not Eric Lewis, they need to find that man because Eric Lewis might not be safe. You know what I'm saying? If it's not Eric Lewis. Right, right. Go to the smoking um, gun, the, the the stream request tweet, man. Uh, 
Yes, yes. So then um, he, uh, Mikey, searched the the fake name that he was using on Instagram, and only one account popped up. It's the username is E Lewis MK. That motherfucker just rolled with the computer generated shit, dog. And, <laughs> and when he did the uh, forgot password trick, it was it's very clearly a. a, a <laughs> the email account of an Eric Lewis. <laughs> Didn't he ask George Mason where was the stream link for one of his wife's pressers or some shit? Yes, he was asking for a stream link so he could watch. It was one of the games so he could watch the George Mason women's basketball uh, game that his wife was coaching. See, man, I'm going to tell you, that's the smoking gun right there for a number of reasons. For one... Like if like like you are online asking to see a George Mason women's basketball game, bro. And two, that's not even demanding. The way, that's not even the demanding. Way. You're like, where's the link? Right? What are and, you right? doing? And, and the second part is that's not even how you find streams on Twitter. You do searches for the for the game and stream and all that shit. Like whenever I'm looking for a boxing match, I just put in like like Haney stream or whatever the fuck, yeah, and yeah. I find some shit. You know what I'm saying? So he, this is an old motherfucker with an AOL account who doesn't know how to work Twitter. That's for sure that motherfucker dog no question in my mind yeah if you have a really good job that doesn't require you to use twitter why you can only fuck up your shit bro why have a twitter account and if you have one don't follow nobody don't respond to nobody if you want information maybe maybe follow a whole bunch of people but don't interact nigga I'm, i'm telling you gee if I had a gig that didn't require me not to use Twitter and I was making the type of money he's probably making for as long as he will make money, there is no way you'd find me on fucking social media. You know what I'm saying? My opinions but would be an absolute mystery to everybody. People, but people cannot help themselves. If someone's talking about them, people feel like they have to be in the he conversation. He still doesn't win, though. If shit. they clowning his ass, you can't beat the internet, dog. He's going against, you know, like, what? the Like, all... It's, it's just not worth it, bro. It's There's nowhere... And I, I just don't understand the, the the type of thinking, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, if you have a job that... You can only fuck up your situation. You're not going to better it. You can only fuck it up. Just, bro. Oh. People can, people just people cannot fucking help themselves, bro. Successful. Good luck to that man. Good luck people. to that man on not ruining his career, saying some silly shit because somebody said he made a bad call. You know what I mean? Right. Well, shout out to Mikey for doing the the doing the the real investigative journalism. Like I said, <laughs> if, if you want if you want to put the shit out there, put the shit out there. Um, I almost find it endearing that this dude in his free time is on Twitter. Searching up ways he can argue with people to defend <laughs> his wife. <laughs> low, I love probably respect motherfuckers who go looking for arguments. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Jesus like if you argue about yourself. I ain't mad. The fact that he follows his wife, I do respect. But yeah, the, the, yeah. The, look at yeah, nigga, just bro, protect the bag, nigga, please. Crazy. What does tango hambre mean? What does what? Tango hambre. Young it means I'm hungry. Oh, okay, my wife uh, rather send that to me. All right. I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was name of a restaurant, nigga. I'm like, come on, bro. Let's Uber Eats. Rather make a decision, baby. Do what you've never done before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Everyone needs selective editing of this fucking podcast episode. Hey, we had Mendo's uh, earlier tonight. Oh, I might have to. Tell. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I missed the boat on the Mendo's, man. Anyway, yeah. 
We had to, we bro, had to do since, it. since we're talking like, about like foreign phrases, there's a viral tweet going around that said a common greeting in Norway when someone asks, how are you, is I'm up and not crying. And I'm like, bro, that's been my mood for years, dog. Like, Norwegian motherfuckers get it. I'm up and not crying? Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> that's me, dog. Uh, <laughs> isn't it um we'll, 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 let's talk about this more for the uh silly billy episode isn't norway it's like one of those scandinavian countries isn't that the country that's been like the happiest country in the world yes I, I, like yeah i think the retirement age shit? is like 53 or some shit like Ooh. that and yeah but that's like their number one thing that they have is that they're like their concept of happiness is like just like more like what we would call being at peace probably yeah. you know what i mean and so they're just like good if they're not crying all right that's a you're you right jot bro. it down bro live. jot it the fuck down dude we're gonna talk about that <laughs> on the silly billy episode <laughs> that's crazy all right uh that's all the time we got we'll be back on saturday for that silly billy sports free episode uh and then we'll be back sunday night to talk more basketball tap in with us live sunday night jackson can't wait to be tell where will we be where will the celtics be at that point three two Three, three? That's three three at that point, right? Sunday night, it's gonna be three three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so get excited, folks. <laughs> We're in for a ride. <laughs> Strap up. I'm gonna be pretty insufferable if we're going to a game seven <laughs> if it's three three on sunday i will be a one of us is going to be very uh, uh, unhappy on sunday night because if it's three three <laughs> right, i'm going right. to be a fucking disgust i want to see a game right, seven right, if right. y'all lose game seven though that's worse than just hey just just lose game five in that situation that i would that would suck as a fan to be strung along like that but anyway all right we'll see y'all soon bye bye It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.